Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and the Titan's Curse, Chapter 10. I break a few rocket chips. I tore across the mall, not daring to look behind me. I burst into the Air and Space Museum and took off my invisibility cap once I was through the admissions area. The main part of the museum was one huge room with rockets and airplanes hanging from the ceiling. Three levels of bank balconies curled around so you could look at the exhibits from all different heights. The place wasn't crowded, just a few families and a couple of tour kids. Tour groups of kids, probably doing one of those holiday school trips. I wanted to yell at them to leave, but I figured that would only get me arrested. I had to find Thayan Grover and the hunters. Any minute, the skeleton dudes would were going to invade the museum, and I didn't think they would settle for an audio tour. I ran into Thalia, literally. I was barreling up the ramp to the top floor balcony and slammed into her, knocking her into an Apollo space capsule. Apollo space capsule. Grover yelped in surprise. Before I could regain my balance, Zoe and Bianca had arrows notched aimed at my chest. Their bows had just appeared out of nowhere. When Zoe realized who I was, she didn't seem anxious to lower her bow. You! How dare you show thy face here! Percy! Grover said. Thank goodness! Zoe glanced at him, and, and he blushed. I mean, um, gosh, you're not supposed to be here. Luke, I, I said, trying to catch my breath. He's here! The angry Thalia's eyes immediately melted. She put her hand on her silver bracelet. Where? I told them about the Natural History Museum, Dr. Thorne, Luke, and the General. The General is here? Zoe said, stunned. That is impossible. You lie. Why would I lie? Look, there's no time. Skeleton warriors. What? Thalia demanded. How many? Twelve, I said, and that's not all. The guy, the General, he said he was sending something. A playtime to distract you over here. A monster. Thalia and Grover exchanged looks. We were following Artemis's trail, Grover said. I was pretty sure it led here. Some powerful monster sent. She must have stopped here looking for the mystery for the mystery monster. But we haven't found anything yet. Zoe, Bianca said no, nervously. If it is the general, it cannot be, Zoe snapped. Percy must have seen an iris message or some other illusion. Illusions don't crack marble floors, he told her. Zoe took a deep breath, trying to calm herself. I didn't know why she was taking it so personally, or how she could know, or see how she knew this general guy. But I figured now wasn't the time to ask. If Percy is telling the truth about the skeleton warriors, she said, we have no time to argue. They are the worst, the most horrible. We must leave now. Good idea, I said. I was not including the boy. You are not part of this quest. Hey, I'm trying to save your lives. You shouldn't have come, Percy. I said grimly. But you're here now. Come on, let's get back to the van. That is not thy decision, Zoe snapped. Thaya scowled at her. You're not the boss here, Zoe. I don't care how old you are. You're still a little conceited little brat. You never had any wisdom when it came to boys, Zoe growled. You never could leave them behind. Thalia looked like she was about to hit Zoe. Then everyone fro froze. I heard a growl so loud I thought one of the rocket rocket's engines was starting up. Below us, a few adults screamed. The little kid's voice screeched with delight. Kitty! 
Something enormous bounded up the ramp. It was the size of a pickup truck with silver claws and golden glittering fur. I'd seen this monster once before. Two years ago, I'd glimpsed it briefly from a train. Now, up close and personal, it looked even bigger. The Nemanian the the lion, Thaya said. Don't move. The lion roared so loudly it parted my hair. His fangs gleamed with stainless steel. Separate on my mark, Zoe said. Try to keep it distracted. Until when? Grover asked. Until I think of a way to kill it. Go! I uncapped Riptide and rolled to the left. Arrows whistled past me, and Grover played a sharp tweet-tweet canadence on his reed pipes. I turned and saw Zoe and Bianca climbing the Apollo capsule. They were firing arrows one after another, all shattering harmlessly off the lion's metallic fur. The lion swept, swept the capsule and tipped it on its side, spilling the hunters off the back. Grover played a frantic, horrible tune, and the lion turned towards him, but Thalia stepped, stepped into its path, holding up Aegis, and the lion recoiled. Roar! Yeah! Thalia said, back! The lion growled and clawed the air, but it retreated as if the shield was a blazing fire. For a second, I thought Thalia had it under control. Then I saw the lion crouching, its legs muscles tensing. I'd seen enough catfights in the alleys of around my apartment in New York. I knew the lion was going to pounce. Hey! I yelled. I don't know what I was thinking, but I charged the beast. I just wanted to get it away from my friends. I slashed with Riptide, a good strike to the flank that would have cut the monster into Meow Mix, but the blade just clanged against its fur in a burst of sparks. The lion raked me with with its claws off... The lion raked me with its claws, ripping off a chunk of my coat. I backed against the railing. It sprang at me half a ton of monster and had no choice but to turn and jump. I landed on the wing of an old-fashioned silver aeroplane, which pitched and almost spilled me onto the floor, three stories below. An arrow whistled past my head. The lion jumped onto the aeroplane, and the cords holding it. It began to groan. The lion swiped at me, and I dropped onto the nest next exhibit, a weird-looking spacecraft with blades like a helicopter. I looked up and saw the lion roar. Inside its maw, a big purple th- tongue and throat. Its mouth, I thought. Its fur was completely invulnerable, but if I could strike it in the mouth, the only problem was the monster moved too quickly between its claws and fangs. I couldn't get close without getting sliced to pieces. Zoe, I shouted. Zoe, I shouted. Target the mouth. The monster lunged. An arrow zipped past it, missing completely, and it dropped from the spaceship onto the onto top of the, of the floor exhibit, a huge model of the Earth. I slid down Russia and dropped off the equator. The Nemenian lion growled and steadied itself on the spacecraft, but its weight was too much. One of the cords snapped. As the display swung like a pendulum, the lion leaped off onto the model's Earth, the model Earth's North Pole. Grover, I yelled, clear the area. Groups of kids were running around screaming. Grover tried to coral them away from the monster just as the other cord of the spaceship snapped and the exhibit crashed on the floor. Thalia dropped off the second floor railing and landed across from me. 
on the other side of the globe. The lion regarded us both, trying to decide which one of us to kill first. Zoe and Bianca were above us, bows ready, but they kept having to move around to get a good angle. No clear shot, Zoe yelled. Get it to open its mouth more. The lion snarled from the top of the globe. I looked around. Options. I needed the gift shop. I had a vague memory from my trip here with my mom as a little kid. Something I'd made my mom buy me, but I'd regretted it. If they still sold that stuff. Dahlia, I said. Keep it occupied. She nodded grimly. Yeah! She pointed her spear at the spidery arc of blue electric sh- shot out, zapping the lion in the tail. Roar! The lion turned and pounced. Thalia rolled out of its way, holding up Aegis to keep the monster at bay, and I ran for the gift shop. This is no this is no time for souvenirs, boy! Zoe yelled. I dashed into the shop, knocking over rows of t-shirts, jumping over tables, of full of glow-in-the-dark planets and space ooze. The, la- the sales lady didn't protest. She was too busy cowering behind her cash register. There! On the far wall, glittery, glittery silver packets. Whole racks of them. I scooped up every kind I could find and ran out with the shop with an armful. Zoe and Bianca were still showering arrows on the monster, but it was no good. The lion seemed to know better than to open its mouth too much. It snapped at Thalia, slashing with its claws. It even kept his, its eyes narrowed to tiny slits. Thalia jabbed at the monster and backed up. The lion pressed her. Percy, she called. Whatever you're going to do. The lion roared and swatted her like a, car, like a cat toy, sending her flying into the side of the Titan rocket. Her head hit the metal and she slid onto the floor. Hey! I yelled at the lion. I was too far away to strike, so I took the risk. I hurled Riptide like a throwing knife. It bounced off the lion's side, but that was close enough to get to the monster's attention. I turned. It turned towards me and snarled. There was only one way to get close enough. I charged, and and as the lion leaped in to intercept me, I chucked a space food pouch into his maw. A chunk of cellophane-wrapped, freeze-dried strawberry parfait. The lion's eyes got wide and gagged like a cat with a hairball. I couldn't blame it. I remember the feel- feeling the same way when I tried to eat space food as a kid. The stuff was just plain nasty. Zoe, get ready! I yelled. Behind me, I could hear people screaming. Grover was playing another horrible song in his reed pipes. I scrambled away from the lion. I managed to choke down the space food packet it managed to choke down the space food packet and looked at me with pure hate. Snack time! I yelled. I made the mistake. It made the mistake of roaring at me, and I got an ice cream sandwich down its throat. Fortunately, I'd always been a pretty good pitcher, even though baseball wasn't my game. Before the lion could stop gagging, I shot in two more flavors of ice cream and a freeze-dried spaghetti dinner. The lion's eyes bugged. It, op- it opened its mouth wide and reared up on its back paws, trying to get away from me. No! I yelled. Immediately, arrows sprouted from the lion's maw. Two, four, six. The lion thrashed wildly, turning and fell back, turned and fell backwards. And then it was still. Alarms wailed throughout the museum. 
People were flocking to the exit. Security guards were running around in a panic with no idea what was going on. Grover knelt at Thalia's side and helped her up. She seemed okay, just a little dazed. Zoe and Bianca dropped from the balcony and landed next to me. Zoe eyed me cautiously. That was... an interesting strategy. Hey, it worked. She didn't argue. The lion seemed to be melting, the way dead monsters do sometimes, until there was nothing left but its glittering its glittering fur coat, and even that seemed to be shrinking to the size of a normal lion's pelt. Take it, Zoe told me. I stared at her. What, the lion's fur? Isn't that like an animal rights violation or something? It is a spoil of war, she told me. It is rightfully thine. You killed it, I said. She shook her head, almost smiling. I think thy ice cream sandwich did that. Fair is fair, Percy Jackson. Take the fur. I lifted it up. It's surprisingly light. The fur was smooth and soft. It didn't feel at all like something that could stop a blade. As I watched, the pelt shifted and changed into a full-length gold-brown coat. Not exactly my style, I murmured. We have to get out of here, Grover said. The security guards won't stay confused for long. I noticed for the first time how strange it was that the guards hadn't rushed forward to arrest us. They were scrambling in all directions except ours, like they were madly searching for something. Few were running into the walls or each other. You did that? I asked Grover. He nodded, looking a little embarrassed. A minor confusion song. I played some Barry Manilow. It works every time, but it only lasts a few seconds. Security guards are not our biggest worry, Zoe said. Look. Through the ga- glass walls of the museum, I could see a group of men walking across the lawn. Gray, gray men in gray camouflage outfits. They were too far away from us to see their eyes, but I could f- feel their gaze aimed straight at me. Go, I said. They'll be hunting me. I'll distract them. No, Zoe said. We go together. I stared at her. But you said, you're part of this quest now, Zoe said grudgingly. I do not like it, but there is no changing fate. You are the fifth quest member, and we are not leaving anyone behind. And that was chapter 10. Um, I am ex- I'm extremely sorry if uh, the audio has been like, really weird. Um, I do record these for my phone, and... Um, my phone is at the moment charging, so it's, I have to, like, move it all the time to keep it from moving away from where I keep it. Oh, really? I have to move it from... I don't, I don't understand myself. 